Welcome to this week's edition of the Speaking Artistically podcast. Each week we talk about arts and entertainment in Edmonton, inspired by the weekly Taproot Arts Roundup, curated by friend of the podcast, Fonda Mithrush. We are produced by Bottom Line Productions and published by Taproot Edmonton. Hi, I'm Katie. I'm Kate. And we're Speaking Speaking Artistically. Artistically. Uh, So sort of the headline that was in the podcast this week is the closure of the Alberta branded shop. Uh, It's a government-run boutique in the federal building that sells artwork, books, and crafts by Albertan artists. Uh, And it came initially buried in the proceedings of a special standing committee for member services uh, meeting at the Legislative Assembly. Um, so this is kind of a big hit for for local artists, isn't it, Kate? It is. Uh, it was a, it was a place for artists to be able to showcase their crafts and their um, their art. And a lot of the time, even if it wasn't necessarily visited by a ton of public, it was a boutique that was used so that when MLAs are going um, abroad or we have dignitaries that are coming to visit us in Alberta, that they were given something that was made here by an Alberta artist versus being given a... A pen made in China. Exactly. That says Alberta <laughs> on it. Yeah. Exactly. So it's sort of one of one other uh, outlet that artists now don't have to be able to, to sell their wares. Yeah. And it was really high quality, very well curated uh, objects that they were selling there. Um, and it's really unfortunate that there isn't going to be that anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it's a, just like another small chip away at things for artists to to help promote them. Mm-hmm. And yeah. I think it's one of those situations where we have to really evaluate, like, how do we want the artists the in the province? Yeah. Yeah, and, yeah, and how do we want the world to perceive Alberta? Um, we were talking before we started recording that a few years ago when Oprah Winfrey was here and she was gifted truck nuts. And that was quite a big controversial controversial thing because why is that something that we want the to world to identify associate? As? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, there's so many other amazing things that are happening in the province. That's not the thing that we need to be associated yeah, it's, with. It's kind of embarrassing. It is. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, when um, we, it could have been a beautiful pottery mug or uh, original piece of art to hang on a wall or. A, a beautiful handmade scarf or any of those kind of things. And instead it was truck nuts. And it looks like that's the route we're on again. Yeah. Um, Hopefully there'll be some sort of resolution to it, whether there's another outlet for uh, artists that opens up or there's some sort of mandate that gets put in process so that when dignitaries do come here, that it has to be something that's made in Edmonton or made in Alberta, yeah. which would be great. Or if the complaint is that all the items for sale are too expensive, maybe they should diversify that curation to have some, mm-hmm. some you know, different pieces that are more affordable, which are still handmade, which Absolutely. completely exist. And there's no reason to say it's too expensive. We can't have it. You can just find other price points and make sure that they're worked into the plan. Absolutely. Um, yeah. Uh, one of the other headlines in the Taproot Roundup this week was about Shunka's Nutcracker. And we happen to have a special guest with us. And we forgot to mention right off the hop that we are actually on location at the Jubilee Auditorium right now, sitting in the production office. Um, and Josh isn't with us because he is also the stage manager for Shimka's Nutcracker. And he is offloading a truck right now. He's running around. He's running around. Yeah. It's busy. <laughs> it's a busy day. <laughs> it's a busy is. day. So we have a special guest, Darko Ternowski, 
uh, who is the executive director of Ukrainian Shumka Dancers, and she's also the president of Bottom Line Productions. Hi, guys. Hi, Jerka. How are you? <laughs> Good. Are you happy to be on the podcast? <laughs> it's a privilege. Excellent. So we thought we would just jump right into it and talk a little bit about what's going on um, this week. It's you're you're moving into the theater today for Shumka's Nutcracker, which opens on Saturday. Um, and you were just in Victoria last or two weeks ago, um, and we heard that it was a success. And so, how did it go? It was awesome. Um, dance Victoria approached us about a year ago to be part of um, their dance season, and they're super respected in in the sort of dance community across Canada. So it was a real feather in our cap to get that opportunity, and um, we did four shows at the beautiful Royal Theatre. It's 103 years old. Um, wow. Very um, interesting and gorgeous theatre. Um, it was live with the uh, Victoria Symphony Orchestra. We did four shows that were pretty much sold out. Um, the audiences loved the shows. We got standing ovations for every performance. And the interesting thing, too, was that it was not a very Ukrainian audience. Um, I'd say about 20% of the people there were um, from the Ukrainian community, but most people were there from the dance community. And that's something that's super important to us, is that we want to establish ourselves as a dance company to be sort of, you know, reckoned with, um, as opposed to a Ukrainian dance company to be reckoned with. We've been around for a long time and um, um, have been working really hard at sort of building up to that. Hmm. And why do you think uh, visiting Victoria was such a positive move for Shinko's future? Um, I think it was uh, great because most people who saw the show has ne have never seen Shinka before. A lot of them probably have never heard of Shinka before, but the fact that Dance Victoria presented it um, presented the show, got them into the theatre. And once we get people into the theatre, they will come back. Uh, so it's just a matter of us having that sort of um, legitimacy at the at the outset, and that's what really happened. Normally, the Royal Winnipeg Ballet or the Alberta Ballet take that spot for Nutcracker. Um, so it was us this year, and that was a real um, honour. Wow, great. Uh, so looking at this weekend's production, um, there is a preview in the Edmonton Journal today that Fonda mentions in the roundup, um, and it really highlights the guests, the international guests that we have uh, on the show this weekend, um, as well as two guests that are here from Edmonton. Um, did you want to tell us a little bit about about some of those those performers? Yeah, Germany? yeah. Shinka's Nutcracker has always had guest artists from Ukraine. That's been an important part of it. It's a Ukrainian Nutcracker, and we do have Ukrainian dance in it, but we also have classical dance. And so, those dancers come from the Kiev Ballet out of the National Opera of Kiev. Um, one of them this year is Henri Iwasaki, and, and Henri is originally from Japan. Now um, dances in Kiev with the ballet and is in Evan, uh, sorry, in, in Canada actually for the very first time <laughs> to be part of Nutcracker. Mm -hmm. She's Mrs. Stahlbaum. Um, and it, so her story is quite an international one. Um, we also have four other dancers from the Kiev Ballet who are um, principal dancers playing various roles like Clara and the Prince. And uh, we also have Olivia and London, who are here from Materan Dance, which is based in Edmonton. And they are like world champion um, 
Irish dancers, and they're actually going on tour with Riverdance starting in January. So they do one of the divertissement pieces in the second half, and audiences absolutely love it. And, um, yeah, it's just nice to have a little bit of that mm. multiculturalism yeah. in the mm-hmm. piece. Yeah. How, how does a, a dancer from Japan end up in the Ukrainian ballet? <laughs> um, so... That, it, that's an interesting story, actually. So Victor Litvinov, who used to be artistic director of the Kea Ballet, is now um, a choreographer with them. He's he's almost retired, but he still goes to uh, international classical dance competitions around the world. So he was in Japan and saw Henri in a competition there and um, decided to bring her to Kiev. The interesting thing is Victor is also the choreographer for Shinka's Nutcracker. So he saw something in her that was good for the show and and it kind of became this little circle of her coming here. Very cool. It must be very exciting for her to be here and be dancing with the company and be in Canada for the first time. Yeah, I think she's having a great time. And uh, she's also, you know, the system uh, of ballet there in Ukraine is still quite hierarchical and so she's kind of low man on the totem pole and here she is dancing with these um, principal artists and she's really been proving herself and I, I think she's risen to the challenge. That's great. Great. Uh, so Shumka has pretty big plans for 2020. We do. Yes. We do. Can you tell us about Shumka 60 on tour? Sure. So Shimko was established in 1959. So um, it's our 60th anniversary this season. Um, So what we're doing is a cross-Canada tour starting in Edmonton, April 23rd and 24th. And then we're going to seven other cities, uh, Victoria, Calgary, Regina, Saskatoon, Ottawa, Toronto. Um, and we haven't done a cross Canada tour for 10 years. So it's, it's a big deal for us. It's also a bit scary because the market's a bit risky. Um, we're trying to sort of reestablish our brand a little bit because when you're not in the market for 10 years, you get forgotten. Um, but, um, it's a huge undertaking. It is, it is, it's big. How many people are on the tour? Um, there would be probably 60 people. Wow. So a lot of people to tour around. (laughs) Yes. About 50, um, dancers and about 10 crew and management. So lots of moving parts. Mm -hmm. Um, lot and we also have like this huge set that we're taking with us so that means like a big semi truck that's going ahead of us um i try not to think about all the details at once because i'm like (laughs) (laughs) but um it yeah um it's something that we're really really excited about it's very exciting so people should should keep an eye on the shimko website for more information about the the tour and there'll be lots more coming out about it in the next Definitely. Next little while. Yeah, definitely. Um, Some of the cities are already um, on sale, the box offices, um, and um, others will be announced in the new year. So people can take a look. Oh, very cool. Well, come check out Shubka's Nutcracker this weekend. It's playing at the Northern Alberta Jubilee Auditorium, Saturday and Sunday, 2 p.m., 7.30, and then 2 p.m. on Sunday again. Right. Excellent. And you can still get tickets. It's going to be really fun. So now this is usually the portion where we talk about one thing that we are excited about seeing or hearing or watching in our arts and entertainment community. Uh, I saw in the Taproot Roundup this week 
or this morning, sorry, that uh, Trevor Noah just got announced for June, which seems very far in the future, but tickets go on sale tomorrow. I think they're already on sale. Are they? Yeah. And depending when you listen to this podcast, you might be too late. Too late, (laughs) because it'll probably sell pretty fast. I also think if you're thinking about Christmas presents, that's a pretty awesome Christmas present for any Trevor Noah fans or... Yeah. Uh, Giving and getting tickets is the best. It is the best. Yeah. Experiential gifts. Yes. Yay. (laughs) Darka, what are you looking forward to seeing? Um, I'm a huge fan of Catalyst Theater from here in Edmonton. Um, They do such innovative work and they've got a new piece called The Invisible that's going to be out in February. So I'm looking forward to that. Excellent. Uh, I am looking forward to seeing the Korean film Parasite at Metro Cinema later this month. This is scary. Whoa. You made a face. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But I'm really excited it's to scary. see it. It's by the same uh, filmmaker who did the film Snowpiercer, whether that means anything to anyone or not. Um, but I'm really excited to see Parasite. And Korean horror films have... They're a, special. They're, like, eh? very, very scary. Yep. Right? Yep. Yeah. Although I think this is more of, like, a suspense one, because I'm not very good with gore. Like, mm. I wouldn't say I'm a horror film fan, but I, I like a really suspenseful film once in a while, so... Mm. It's very holiday appropriate. Yes, exactly. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> All right. Speaking Artistically is produced by Bottom Line Productions and published by Taproot Edmonton. You can find links to everything we mentioned on the show notes at speakingartistically.taprootedmonton.ca. You can also stay up to date on everything that's happening by subscribing to the Arts Roundup at taprootedmonton.ca. Speaking Artistically can be found everywhere that podcasts are available. While you're there... Leave us a rating and review. You can also get in touch with us on social media as Bottom Line Productions. Until next time, I'm Katie. I'm Kate. And we're Speaking Speaking Artistically. Artistically.